Bokar Tov, let's try to get some good learning in today. It's Friday, Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Parshat Kedushim. We are not studying Parshat Kedushim though because we are in a Navi class. So we're studying Shemuel Aleph. And, um, all right, what are we up to? I think we got up to Pasuk 20, right? So David just, he uh, goes to Shaul, he calls out to him, and he says, let my blood not fall to the ground before the eyes of God, meaning God won't forget the blood that I'm spilled, that's spilling as if my blood is being spilled. Because the king of Israel came out to chase after a little fly, like the kore chases after the, um, in the mountains. So there actually is an interesting pasuk here I want to show you. That's Pasuk 19. We're going back one Pasuk. He says, My master, listen to his servant's words. That if God is the one who is putting you up to this, then the, God will have a, I will give a korban and God will calm down. And if it's other people, then they are cursed. Because they are chasing me out from clinging to the portion of God. And what does he finish off by saying? Lemor, telling me, Go serve other gods. What is David saying? Explain it to me. What did David just say there? That he uh, he was forced into not being able to serve Hashem that properly. By, more than that, that when the people when he's being chased, and he eventually is going to have to run away from Israel, running away from Israel is as if he's doing Avodazara. That's essentially what he's saying. Now, I want to show you a, an interesting Gemara. This Gemara. Here. Here it is. This is a Gemara on Ketubot. Amud Dav Kufiud Amud Bet. Okay? Tanur Rabbanan. Le'olam idor adam Eretz Yisrael. A person should always live in Eretz Yisrael. Afilu be'ir shiruba of de kochavim. Even in a city that's mostly idol worshippers. Like... Nazareth. Tel Aviv. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Shalom. I don't. I don't speak like that about other Jews. Uh, it was a joke. Okay. Validor And he should not live in Chutzlaretz, even in a city that's mostly Jews, like. Nazareth. <laughs> no, we're in outside Israel, like Lakewood or something. Yeah. Okay. It's better to live in, let's say, Nazareth, <laughs> than it is to live in Lakewood. Why? Because anybody who lives in Israel, it's as if he has a God. And anybody who lives outside of Israel, it's as if he does not have a God. What's the Pasuk that proves to us that if you live in Israel, it's like you have a God? To give you Erez Kenan so that I could be a God for you. Okay? That's a Pasuk from Vaikra. And anybody who doesn't live in Israel, he doesn't have a God? Gemara asks. What are you talking about? What kind of statement is that? He doesn't have a God? Rather, to tell you, It's not that he doesn't have a God. It's that it's as if he's doing Avodazara. Wow. So it's even worse. I mean, Gemara is like, oh, you're telling me it's as if he doesn't have a God? Say, no, no, it's not that he doesn't have a God. It's just that he's doing Avodazara. That's what the Gemara says. And so it says by David, They've chased me out to, from clinging to the portion of God from Eretz Yisrael. Telling me, 
go serve other gods. And that's our pasuk right here. So the Gemara builds a whole beautiful midrash off of what David is saying here. He's saying, you're telling me, you're chasing me out of Israel, essentially telling me to do Abu Dazara. And that's where from there the Gemara and Ketubot learns, anybody who lives in outside of Israel, even in a place that's a row of Jew, it's as if he's doing Abu Dazara. From this pasuk. What are we doing here? What, did anybody tell David that you should go serve uh, other gods? It's as if he's already doing Abu Interesting Gemara. What the Chachamim, what, what they were trying to convey when they said that? What do you think? What do you think is the purpose? Like, okay, Chacham says this Midrash. What is he trying to, what is he? We have to go to Israel. What is he Tachlis trying to tell you? No, I, I think he's saying something like this. I mean, my, the way I look at it, because it's something I see. You try to raise your kids, even in Lakewood. Your kids could very easily go to the next city over, see all of the goyim and things like that. And if they don't want to be Jewish, they could pretty much evade and escape from all of the Jewishness. They can go do whatever the goyim are doing. But if you're in Eretz Israel, there is no avoiding Torah culture. There is no chiloni, even the most chiloni person in the world that doesn't know what kashrut is. There is no chiloni, even the most chiloni person in the world that doesn't know what Shabbat is. Why? Because the, their buses are closed on Shabbat. Their buses aren't working on Shabbat. So even the Chiloni doesn't want... If he's trying to avoid Yadud with all the strength, he can't do it when you're in Eretz in, Yisrael. In Maybe something like that. I don't know. It's a feeling I get. Okay, but I, I just thought it was an interesting thing because, you know, we should to move to Eretz Yisrael soon. Yeah. Without being forced, we should be able to do it of our own decision. We should be able to have the Parnassan order to do it. We should do it with, our, with the community so that we feel comfortable doing it Amen. in the best way possible. Okay. Now... Um, that was back to the story. David's claim against Shaul was, what are, you, what are you doing? You're chasing after a fly. What is this? Very similar to the last complaint he had from last time. And now Shaul's response. He said, I've sinned again, my son David. I'm, not, I'm no longer going to do anything bad to you. Because my soul has, become, has shown to be valuable in your eyes today. I realize now that I've done foolishness and I made mistakes, great mistakes. So what is the Shaul saying for the first time in this Pasuk? Come on. Pasuk Afal, what is Shaul saying for the first time? I'm mistaken. No, before that. No, after that. I'm no longer going to do anything bad to you. He says, I'm no longer going to hurt you. This is the first time Shaul says that. That was the first time he admitted he sinned. No. When did he ever say khatati? Whenever David, uh, thing. Whenever he cut his garment. Well, look, at the, look at the part when he cut his garment. In chapter 24, I think. See how Shaul responds. It's very interesting to compare how David is responding. But now he says, I'm no longer going to do bad for you. It happens to be that he no longer does. Because this is the last time David and uh, Shaul meet. So after this, Shaul's going to die in battle and David's going to go to the land of the Pelishtim so they never meet again. But it's very interesting, okay? He, I won't... Say, he said, Tzadik atom yimeni ki ata gemalatani atova anish gemalti hara'a. Okay, and? Ve ata igata ayom ata shasita asita iti atova shisigirani adonai v'yadecha v'lo higarha. Haraktani? Haraktani. Echim se ish etoevav, okay? Okay, now the word khatati he's saying for the first time. I have sinned. Interesting. I don't know what the significance of that is either. 
Because like now we finally admitted on that. Paro, okay, Paro also said I sin. Uh, no, there's sin, but there's never going to do it again. That's the. Now the thing that I find interesting that is the first time he's claiming that I'm no, I'm no longer going to chase you. I'm not, I'm yeah, not going to do anything bad to you. But it's, it's, so it's an interesting thing. He happens to be right. I mean, he doesn't. But does, is David going to believe him? No, because we're going to see David's going to run away after this. Okay. David He's like, okay, he look. If you're not going to do anything bad to me, here's your spear. Let one of your servants come and pick it up for me. Now, what does that show, by the way, that David is inviting him to send one of his servants to come pick up the spear? Inviting who? What is the, what is David doing in Pasuk Kafbet? David says out loud to show, okay, fine, Kibalti. He's saying, I have your spear. Send one of your servants to come get it from me. He doesn't care about the spear. He just cares about the point he tried to make. He's, David is showing a lot of confidence. He's showing that I'm not scared of you. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm not the... Well, I'm, I'm not, one person could, versus the whole David army. It's the opposite. Yeah, but you could have your spear. You could have your weapons of war. You come pick it up from me. I have no interest in, I have no interest in keeping your weapons of war. Okay. God should bring upon the man according to his justness and according to his faithfulness. That God gave you into my hands. Biad here should be biadi according to Pirushim. Okay, not should be meaning it's it's understood as biadi. God gave you into my hand today, and I did not give in to. Killing the one who is anointed by God. So please let God bring upon he who is just what is good. That's what David is saying. Because I had the opportunity to kill you and I didn't. Fine. David uh, says that. And the same way your soul, I have respected it in my eyes. And it's, it's, it's a value to me in my eyes that I'm not killing you when I have the chance. So shall my soul be valued in the eyes of God, and he shall David, David, and he shall save me from anything bad. This is beautiful. Like you almost see the Tehillim in the way David is speaking here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you could read, you see these kinds of statements in Tehillim all the time. Yeah. <coughs> That's it. That's it. Thank you. And by the way, what does he not say? He, he doesn't. He stops trusting in Shaul completely, because what could he have said in Pasuk Kaftalin? The same way my, um, uh, the same way I valued your soul. What could he have? How could he have finished you that? My, you should, you should value my soul. Well, what does he say? I, I stop trusting men. I don't trust men. I trust God. The same way I value your soul, let Hashem value my soul. He's saying like, Shaul, honestly, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't care if you value mine. Hashem, I don't care if you value mine. What, what David probably realized is it doesn't matter if Shaul values my soul. What matters is does Bore Olam value my soul because he orchestrates everything. Mm. Shaul says, blessed are you, my son David. So you shall really accomplish. You should accomplish. You should succeed. David goes on his way. And Shaul returns to his place. Okay? So they part their ways, they part ways, and now they are uh, officially no longer going to see each other and until the end of the book. Okay? So that was the last meeting between David and Shaul. How many 
How many tense meetings were there between David and Shaul? On the run, there were two. two. No, that was, we're so the last two, what were the last two? Let's do a quick, quick summary, see when if you remember. In the cave, whenever first was this, the, let's go backwards. The first was this one with David was on top of the cliff and he's calling out to Shaul and his army sitting around him and he has the tzapach and the, and the spear in his hand. The one before that was when, they came, when Shaul came into the cave and all of a sudden he goes to use the bathroom and, Shaul, and David's people are like, go kill him, this is your chance. And he's about to do it. He says, no, no, what am I saying? What am I doing? He rips his garment instead and he tells him, very similar to this story. Before that, do anyone remember what happened before that? Yonatan, no? Yonatan and David. Oh, no, the the, no, 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 that's before. No, no, he went to the, the city. He went to the city to save the, the town from the Plishtim. And David heard that Shaul was coming to go after him to trap him and he escaped. Yeah, but there was no encounter. What, what about, the, what about the time when they were both on the mountain and then Shaul was about to get him and then they said, they told Shaul that There's the Pilishim are there, you have to go catch them. That was called Selah HaMachlekot. There was, was no inter- there was no uh, So that was another interaction. There was no interaction. There was no interaction. I'm saying like, these are all oh, like the, the close calls. The close calls that David had with okay. Shaul. And then another close call was when the first time when David had to run away, when he went to the, the, the city of the Kohanim, before that, Michal had to, Shaul sent his people to go kill David. And then Michal basically said, basically protected David and she acted like it's like a doll. Anybody remember anything else? Okay, we, could, we, could, we should do a summary of all the interactions with David. Um, okay, we didn't do a lot though. So about that. Okay, in the next chapter, David runs away to Achish. He runs away to Achish, the king of the Pilishtim. Now, David was there before. So for homework, we're going to have to remember after which encounter did David run away to Achish, the king of Gat, of the Pilishtim. Because I want to compare that encounter with this encounter and explain what's going on. David is going to run away to the Pilishti king with his 600 men. And he's going to start living in the city of the Pilishtim outside of the territory of Israel in order to stay away from Shaul. Okay, so that's going to happen next week. We'll see that on Monday. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen v'amen.